But it's great to be here with you this morning, and it's amazing just to sense of God's presence this morning. I don't know about you, but when they sung that, that song about the lamb, I mean, you just wanted it to go on and on and on. You just felt something was happening. You see, <clears throat> when you speak about him, something happens. All other subjects seem very dim, but when you speak about him, it does something to your soul. It does something to your spirit. This, it just gives you strength. The Bible says, look and live. And, um, you know, he's, he is the lamb. He's wonderful. He's altogether lovely. He's beautiful and he's alive forevermore. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. Well, good morning. It's great to be here with you. If you turn with me to the book of Nehemiah, I want to speak to you this morning about not coming down and keeping your hand on the plow, really. One of the weapons of the enemy is discouragement. And I travel around the world and the, the most thing that I hear people saying is, and leaders and congregations is, I'm discouraged. Now life being life and work and kids and everyday life, there, there, there's challenges. There's no doubt about it. But we are not normal. I don't mean we're not normal. I mean, I mean, let me rephrase that. I mean, we are living in the supernatural. We have a power within us that helps us to overcome every situation. But it doesn't stop situations. It doesn't stop a battle. It doesn't stop a fight. Paul the Apostle said at the end of his life when he's an old man in a prison cell, I fought the good fight. I mean, he knew he was in a fight. And you know, sometimes you think when you get one just one just big victory, and you think, man, this is going to change everything. That's what Elijah done. He saw fire coming down. He saw God moving in power. He saw people turning back to God. <clears throat> and the next day he was under a tree saying, God, would you kill me? Because it never had the effect that he thought he had. And the enemy uses discouragement. And I want to speak to you about Nehemiah. Nehemiah uh, was a cupbearer. He worked for the king. And Jerusalem... The whole city was in a mess. And in those days, what protected a city was the walls round about it. When a city had no walls, the enemy would just come in in and out and do what he wants. <clears throat> and Nehemiah, he was a cupbearer for the king. And some men came back from Jerusalem and he asked him a question. He said, what is happening in Jerusalem? And they told him, about the state Jerusalem was in. He told them about the state the city was in. He told them about the state the stones were in and the people and how discouraged they were. And it said when he heard this, he broke down, he wept, and he fasted, and he prayed to God. Now maybe, I'll tell you, a hundred people had heard this story. A hundred men had seen the state of that city maybe. Maybe thousands of people had seen the state of that city. But this man, when he heard it, he stopped and he broke down and he wept. And even though men sometimes in our modern day are looking for better methods, God's method to get things done has always been men. You are God's method. I am God's method. The weak, the frail, the foolish things of the world. God puts a burden on men and things get done. Without that, nothing gets done. God's method is men. And we'll pick the story up in Nehemiah chapter 4. It says this, When Sam Ballot heard that we were 
rebuilding the walls. He became angry and was became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews and in the presence of their associates and the army of Samaria, he said, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore the wall? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish it in a day? Can they bring these stones back to life from the heaps of rubbish burnt as they are? Toba and the Amorite who was at his side said, What are they building? Even if a fox climbs upon it, it would break down the walls of stone. Hear us, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on them and on their heads. Give them over as plunder in the land of captivity. Do not cover their guilt or blot out their sin for your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of your builders. Then in verse uh, 9 of chapter 4, But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. The Bible says that John 10.10, 10, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And usually discouragement comes through a voice. It's a voice. It usually comes through a voice. And listen to the language when this man is trying to build this wall. This, the, he's building the wall. I want to tell you, as soon as you have an intentional life, as soon as you're not willing to let yourself drift, but you're serious about God, you're spirit, serious about spirituality, you're serious about surrendering and giving your life to God, as soon as you make any move towards doing something significant, purposeful with your life, let me tell you, all hell can let loose. I'll tell you, if, if you're just easy going, carnal, don't mind, I'll tell you, nobody bothers you. As soon as you get a bit radical and decide to let God use your life, as soon as you move, doing something for God, all hell can let loose. This man all of a sudden went to do something for God, and these three men, Sam Ballot and his friends came, and listened to the voice, and this is what discouragement does, this is what the enemy does, he undermines the great work of Jesus Christ. He tries to undermine the work of God. He tries to undermine your prayer life. He tries to undermine the work that you're doing for God. He just, listen to the, the voice, see what he says. He says, what are these feeble Jews doing? Listen to that accent. What are they doing? It's absolutely feeble. Are you having a laugh? Are you, are you actually serious? I mean, there's no way you're going to get that, that wall built. There's no way you're going to achieve this for God. You're no, there's no way you're, go, you're going to do that for God. But faith is trusting God. It's believing God that what God says you can do, you can do. Do you remember when the four men were taking that man who was paralyzed and they were taking him to Jesus and they said that they couldn't get through the door? Can you imagine if they walked up to the door and then went, well, we almost got you in. Unlucky. No. Faith. They, they, they looked at, at the problems, they looked at the giant in front of them, and they said, no, we're going to take our faith through the roof. God's looking for people who say, I don't care what's in front of me, I'm going to take my faith through the roof. I'm going to find a way to get this person to Christ. I'm going to go through the roof. And they said, what are these feeble Jews doing? And it's these words, and it's meant to dispirit you, and it's meant to take the fight out of you, and it's meant to take the guts out of you. That's what discouragement means. It means to take the guts out of you. It means to take you out of the fight. 
It means to bring you to a place of despair and say, just throw the towel in. It's absolutely not worth it. And that's where the enemy wants you to be. He wants you. You would be amazed who's sitting next to you this morning. And there's a thing called self-talk. They may look confident and they may look well, but there's this tape recorder playing. Who do you think you are? What are you going to do for God? And there's this voice of discouragement that gets in and it paralyzes you and robs you of your confidence. And no matter what education you've got, no matter what power you've got, it can totally dispirit you. And then he says this, even if a fox jumps on the wall, it will break down. In other words, even if you do start building, to be honest with you, it's not going to last. If a fox jumps on that wall, he's totally undermining a great work that's going on. It's absolutely powerful. So they're building this wall, and it goes on. You're going to need to bear with me this morning for a few scriptures till we get there. And then in Nehemiah chapter 6, they're building the wall. The enemy's tried to discourage them. He's tried to divide them. He's called them their feeble. He's trying to take the fight out of them. He's trying to take the guts out of them. And I think anybody here would know discouragement. Discouragement can be in the, in the gutter of Calcutta with somebody who's got nothing. And I'll tell you, it can go to the Empire State Building in New York and it can walk over a shag pile carpet and speak to somebody who's got everything this world could buy and ask them, what is the point? Why are you living your life? Why don't you just take yourself out? Discouragement is no respecter of person. Once it gets into you, I'm telling you, it can take the fight out of you. And, and Nehemiah knew what, what, the, what this opposition was doing. And then in, in chapter 6, it says this, when the word of God, when the word, when the word came to Shambhala, Toba, and Gesum, and Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it. Though up to that point in time, I had not set the doors in the gates. Sambalat Gesum sent me a message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages in the plain of Uno. Now let me tell you this. If the enemy can't discourage you and get you down off the mission from God, he'll try and get you to compromise and get you down some other way, but he just won't stop. It says, but they were scheming to harm me. Now listen to the message Nehemiah sent them. They were planning to harm me. So I sent a message to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I, I leave it and go down to you? Four times I sent this message to them. And four, four times they sent me the same message. Each time I gave them the same answer. I'm not coming down. That's the kind of faith. That's the kind of strength. That's the kind of power. That's the kind of boldness that God is looking for. What they were calling feeble, what they were calling fake, uh, uh, feeble, what they were calling weak, what they were saying, if a fox jumps on it, and that voice tried to dispirit them, Nehemiah had it in his heart. I am not coming down. I'm doing a great work up here. Four times, because the enemy doesn't give up. He keeps on coming. He keeps coming and coming. Nehemiah said four times they sent the same message, and four times I sent it back. I know exactly what I'm involved in, and I know that God is with me, and if God is for me, who can be against me? I am not going to listen to the eyes of the enemy. I am not coming down. Hallelujah. Can anybody see that this morning? 
no matter what happens, no matter how discouraged I am, I'm involved in a great work. We're involved in stuff that's eternal. We're involved in saving men's soul. We're involved seeing the captives set free. We're involved seeing people getting healed. We're involved with a gospel that preaches good news to the nation of Northern Ireland. Whatever we do, we mustn't come down. We're involved in a great work. Hallelujah to the King. And the enemy's like, oh, the old-fashioned gospel. Oh, the old-fashioned gospel preached under a man of God. Somebody with a Holy Ghost. Somebody preaching it in the spirit. I'll tell you, it will shake the whole of hell. The gospel is foolishness. But to us, it's the power of God. You're not meant to explain it away. You're meant to proclaim it. You're not meant to say, I remember somebody said, don't preach the cross. Nobody understands that anymore. I'm like, listen. I'll preach the cross, and then the Holy Ghost will do what only he can do. He'll give somebody revelation and save us all. But whatever you do, keep preaching. Keep worshiping. Keep praising him. Don't come down. God's the, the Holy Ghost here this morning is speaking right into somebody's life. Don't come down. You're involved in a great work. You're involved in sins that's going to last eternity. Remember when they were about to go into the promised land, 10 people went in and two came out and said, we believe God's words, we can take this. And 10 people dispirited almost a million people. Eight voices took the heart and guts out of a nation. And two men said, no, we've got a different spirit. We're not coming down. The giants are coming down, but we're not coming down. You see, and sometimes it looks too much and you want to throw the towel in because we've got our eyes. I mean, remember David and Goliath? I mean, Goliath had everything going for him apart from one thing. He never had God. And David came down, shepherd boy. He said, this voice is absolutely paralyzed God's people. This voice is robbing them of life abundantly. This voice is stopping them going into the land that God has given them. This voice is destroying them. And David, David came down and said, no having that. Glaswegian version. <laughs> I'm having him. I'm going to pick a fight. I bet you've not got your armor here. Stick this on you. It's like, I don't, it doesn't work for me. Get it off. I've got something better than armor. I've got something better than that. He said, I've got God in the inside. I killed a lion and the bear. See, God, God, God lets you fight little battles so he prepares you for bigger ones. I mean, I'm going to say that again. A lion and a bear. I might have said it before, but forgive me. A lion and a bear. A lion, I killed a lion and a bear. Have you ever, I mean, have you ever been to the zoo? Have you ever seen a lion? <laughs> no, seriously. Seriously. Have you ever seen a bear when it stands up? And, it, and it, this, this, this lion and bear came and it took a sheep. I'll be honest with you. I would be looking at my, my watch. I'd be looking at my timetable and I'm like, do you know what? Lambing, say, lambing season's going to be in a few months. We'll get another one. Enjoy your food. I'm off. But there's something about somebody with a different spirit. 
when men were men, filled with the Holy Ghost. And when the enemy came in and tried to destroy, they never ran. They stood their ground. See, God has given us this. God planted this. And David, it says he ran after the lion. Come here, you. I don't know. Somebody said he killed it with a sling. I don't know. I don't know what he'd done, to be honest with you. But I know he grabbed it. Well, he said he grabbed it by the mane, the beard. Get, get, get the sheep. Don't come back. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm undermining it, but he killed it with his hand. He killed it. Maybe there was a rumor going about, and maybe somebody told the bear, and the bear said, we can't have that. You see, you know what I really think happened? See, David was anointed. And God knew he was going to do a work. It was deeper than the sheep. He was faithful and he went it. But I'll tell you, when you're anointed and when you're called, I'll tell you, it draws out the lions and the bears. If you're serious. And four times, four times, this is resistance, perseverance. Don't grow weary in doing good. Four times I told them, I'm not coming down. Now, we, we're, we're no building walls now. They're talking about the stones and this rubbish. We're talking about getting people's lives. And the devil goes, what are you going to do with her? What are you going to do with him? You're wasting your time. But Nehemiah said, I'm not coming down. Now, turn with me to Mark 15. Mark 15. I don't like when preachers do this, but I'm going to do it because I'm up here and you're down there. Everybody say, a voice. a voice. Okay, remember, it starts with a voice. Mark 15. And if you go to verse 25, <clears throat> this is what it says. It was the third hour when they crucified him the written notice of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews, they crucified him with two robbers, with one on his right and the other on his left. Those who passed by him hurled insults at him, shaking their heads, saying, so you are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days. Now listen, listen to the next bit. Come down and save yourself. From the cross. Different generation. Different season. Different time. And here is a voice. Here's Jesus Christ. The son of God. Nailed to the cross. There's blood everywhere. It's not a nice scene. There's blood running down his body. There's blood running into his eyes. His hands are totally stretched. He's been marred more than any other man. And right at the point. When history is about to change where victory is about to be given, that a church is about to be birthed, the Holy Ghost, there's about to be an avalanche of a baptism of the Holy Ghost, not long from this point. And right at this point, the enemy comes. Would you allow me for a minute, just to, just to move out of Scripture for a moment and let me get my imagination going. The champion of heaven, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Son of God, 
the sinless Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. Jesus Christ, the champion of heaven. I wonder if he heard that voice. And when he heard that voice, saying, come down. I like to think, if you allow me, this this morning, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, when he heard that voice of the enemy, why don't you just come down from the cross? I like to think that underneath his breath, he said these words, I can't come down. I'm doing a great work up here. I can't come down. What a work. I know we're a bit reserved, but come on. I know it's Sunday. I know I'm getting a bit excited. But the champion of heaven underneath his breath, I can't come down. I'm doing a great work up here. If I come down, the blind won't see, the lame won't walk, the cripple won't dance, the prostitute won't feel like a woman again, the drunk won't sober up, the drug addict won't get free, there'll be no forgiveness of sins, there'll be no healing for diseases in body, there'll be no hope for the world, there'll be no good news. If I come down, oh, I'll tell you, I'm so glad he never came down. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God, hallelujah. Oh, I'm so glad he never came down. Are you? Is there anybody here can say, I'm so glad you never came down? This was the point where principalities and powers were about to be disarmed. This was a, a part where God, Jesus Christ, the second Adam, was going to take the keys from Satan. He was going to get the victory. He was going to be a man in the flesh who overcame the enemy and was going to restore what they started in the first place. He was going to restore man. He was going to make access to God. He was going to rip a curtain in two. And you never had to. Do you know what they say? They say something like, before Jesus came, something like a billion lambs were slain. A billion lambs. A billion lambs of blood and slaughter and money and cost and, and all, that, all those laws. And not one of it could wipe away sin. Oh, I'm so glad he never came down. Anybody need their guilt removed this morning? Well, let me tell you, there's power, power, wonderful working power in the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. There's power in the Lamb. The blood never loses its power. His mercy is new every morning. His love, his love never comes to an end. And he's up there, and he's saying, I can't come down. This is the devil's last throw. Why don't you come down? Save yourself. Save yourself. Oh, and when you're discouraged and you're really going through the ringer, you just think one more word and I will save myself. I'm getting out of here. But you know what? Somebody will come through those doors next Sunday. Some lost soul. And they'll walk in and they'll sit down and they won't have a clue what you went through. But they'll say this one day. They'll look over you at heaven and say, I'm so glad you never came down. I'm so glad you never came down last week because I got, I got saved the week after. I'm so glad you never came down. And when your kids are brought up in his presence 
and you felt like running and throwing a towel in, there'll come a day when they'll turn to you and say, so glad you never came down. So glad you never gave up. You know the Holy Ghost? He lives in you. You better get to know him. He lives inside you. And God said, I'm not going to leave you to do this on your own. I'm going to give you my power. I'm going to give you my authority. Or, or, or there's, there's going to be a fight. There's no doubt about that. Be honest with you, there's times I've got up and then they want to brush my teeth in the morning. I thought, that's enough. I've been there. I know you wouldn't think it. But I have. I wanted to get on a bus and go that way. I need to, I need to, I need to stop watching Grand Designs. Because I look there, and there's people building log cabins with be fires in them. And when I'm at my worst and discouraged, I thought, look at him, sitting next to his log fire, <laughs> burning his marshmallows on it. I should be happy for the guy. And here am I. Nink, 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 nink. And then that voice goes, hey, you just come down. Then I drive through the country and I see a wee chapel and I think, I could pastor that wee chapel. Just me and them. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about or is it me? <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> it's okay, I understand. I know human nature. Oh, that's a terrible thing to think. And I pull up at it and I look and I say, God, I could pastor that wee church. Be great. Then I get this. Holy Ghost, rage. Nah, I'm not coming down. And there's a country beyond these doors that are on the other edge of our faith that we have a resolve, that we set our face like flint, like Jesus did, purposeful and intentional life. Yes, it's going to be tough. Yes, we're going to go through tough times, but I'm not coming down. I've decided I'm following him. But the job said, though he slay me, not the devil. Isn't that amazing? Never said the enemy. Though he slay me, yet I will praise him. It's dead easy to roll off my tongue job when you think a job yet I will praise him. I'm thinking, oh, kind of a man is that? It's a man who said, God is good. I'm not coming down. This is not about me. This is about another generation that will see that with God, all things are possible. Another generation that can say, I watched people go, and, and, and family and, and friends go through hell and high water, and I watched them come through the other end more than conquerors. I watched them run and not grow weary. I want, that's the kind of baton I want to hold on to the next generation. And I'm not mocking those on the hard shoulder of life who have took out. I pray God draws them back again. But this morning, I want to say to you, whatever you do, don't come down. Don't come down from love. I'd say that this morning. Because when you're discouraged and you're going through it and you're really going through it, 
And that's the thing that will get attacked. But apparently, the Bible says love never fails. Don't come down. You just keep on loving. You just keep on giving. You just keep on blessing. Bless those who curse you. Love your enemies. Don't you just love doing that? When you see your enemies, hugs. <laughs> or hugs. Or hugs. <laughs> We're in a fight and you just need to fight stuff off because, you see, I was talking to somebody last night, if you don't fight stuff off, it puts you in a place of limitation and God said, I want to bring you into a large place and that large place is Christ himself but it comes out of this attitude, I'm not coming down. Don't grow weary in doing good because in due season you'll reap if you don't faint. And in heaven there's going to be lots of people saying, I'm so glad that you never came down. Jesus never came down at that point. We know he did come down, but he never came down until he said these words, it is finished. Nehemiah built the wall in 52 days. They said he couldn't. They mocked him. They laughed at him. It was feeble. He said it's a great work, and it was a great work. And in 52 days, he got the job done. And underneath the cross, the cross was foolishness. Why don't you save yourself? Why don't you come down? I can't come down. I'm doing a great work up here for you and for me. And I want to encourage you this morning, church. It's, it's really not a sermon. It's a word of encouragement to you. From today, running forward, remember this message. Don't come down. You're involved in a great work. When the enemy comes in like a flood and whispers in your ear, what have you done? You say, no, I'm involved in a great work. I'm going to keep up picking up people's lives. I'm going to keep on giving my time. I'm going to keep on running with all my might because I know that you're absolutely lying to me. And the, the Bible says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And I'll tell you, if all you need to do is read Hebrews 11 and 12, read about their lives, read about their stories. I'll tell you, they never had it easy. I mean, some of them lived, it was horrendous. Some, some were delivered. Some lived in caves. Some were, were martyred and killed. And, and know what? They're leaning over the balcony of heaven this morning. And they're leaning over and they're saying, don't come down. It was absolutely worth it. It's absolutely worth it. If you could see what we could see now, it's absolutely worth it. Don't come down. I'm not coming. Thank you. Amen, sister. I'll try it again. I'm not coming. Amen. Amen. Life is life. The good, the bad, and the ugly of it. But there's a God in us. There's a spirit in us. It tells us we're more than conquerors. Let me tell somebody here who's sitting here, nobody would even know you're discouraged. Let me tell you, you can make it. With God, you can make it. With God's word. They, know what David said? My tears have been my food all day long. These are men and women of God. My tears have been my food all day long. My enemy surrounds me. They're expressing this fight they're in. But by the time you get to the end of every psalm, but God is my fortress. God is my refuge. If God is for me, who can be against me? Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Neither life, nor death, nor principalities, or voices, or things up, or things below. Nothing can separate me from the love that's in Christ Jesus. Oh, I'm so glad he never came down. 
I'll tell you what's really funny about that. The end of that verse, when he asked him to come down, he says this, you've saved others. Save yourself. Do you know who said that? The priests and the Pharisees. At last they acknowledged you saved others. They acknowledged that. When I read that this morning, I was laughing. I was like, you saved others. I was like, for years you chased him saying that it wasn't him. Now you're looking up saying you've saved others. See, he was, the news of Jesus Christ was over every village. Listen, don't come down. Keep building. And do you know what? There was nothing miraculous about building that wall. Do you know what they had today? Pick up a, pick up a stone, get some cement, and put it on. I think God's in praise of plodders. Honestly, I think people who plod actually build stuff. You see the shooting stars? They're there for a wee while, but they usually burn it somewhere. It's just sometimes nitty-gritty, hard work. You don't feel God. You don't see miracles. But you've just decided, I'm not coming down. And I pray, God, that you'll give us the strength to get the job done. Keep preaching the gospel. Keep showing love. Keep being kind. Keep being patient. Keep giving. And keep building. And see, eventually you turn around and you think, how on earth did we do that? Because God said, I just found a few plodders who believe me. I'm not coming down. I believe in miracles and dynamic. But in all my years of traveling, people who have built something, it's been plodders <laughs> who've got the job done. So this morning, encourage, no, David said, encourage yourself in the Lord. The best is yet to come. And you're part of it. Frail, foolish, weak, little you. And God said, will you, be part in, will, you, will you join my building team? I remember somebody says to me once, they were going to ask me to join their church. What talent have you got? Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> you know, what have you achieved? What have you done? I've lost that bit of paper somewhere. I can't find it. Um, but God gave me wisdom. I said, I'll tell you what, I said, I'm a laborer. And apparently, that's what he's looking for in the last days. So I'm totally qualified. <laughs> use all your talent, use everything. But God's saying, is there anybody here who just be my laborer and have a resolve in your heart, live an intentional life, Yes, we're going to go through some stuff. When you go through the waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the fire, but you'll say this morning, God, I'm not coming down. And God, I'm so glad you never came down so that I could stay up, so that I can be strong, so that I can finish really, really well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's stand.